0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Forward Maryland. My name is Bill Woodcock, and today is Wednesday, May 15th, 2019. I'm very honored this evening to be speaking to a uh, local legend in real time in Howard County and growing in Maryland politics. Uh, I became acquainted with Scott Ewart uh, about five, six years ago. Uh, Scott started uh, a a little bit of an online presence doing uh, social media scorecards for uh, local and state candidates for office, and uh, joined the Howard County Blogiverse in that capacity. And uh, since then, uh, he's grown in his online presence, and he has the very popular Scott E. blog that I'm sure he's going to promote mercilessly during this entire uh, production. And as well, he should. And he also has his own uh, software company. So, so uh, you know, we very uh, Scott has very graciously accepted our invitation to uh, join the podcast tonight. So, Scott, thank you, thank you for being here.
1: Well, thanks for having me on the
0: show tonight. Very good. So let's just uh, let's jump into it and let's ask the questions that uh, people want to know as they get to know as they get to know. Uh, Howard County's very own Scotty. So, Scott, in my opening, I spoke a little bit about your professional background. Uh, If you could you know, care to elaborate.
1: Sure. Uh, I I have my own company. It's called Scotty Software Development. Uh, The company started, um, well, many years ago, nine, ten years ago, when I started writing mobile apps. And it was something I was doing on the side, which is where the software development name came from. From there, it transitioned to me doing web design, social media consulting, social media management, and technology services for small and mid-sized businesses throughout uh, this area. Uh, I've got clients, and most of them Howard, but I've got clients in Montgomery and Carroll and Anne Arundel and and other areas um, throughout Central Maryland. And uh, about three years ago, um, I left my previous position where I was chief information officer of the Housing Opportunities Commission in Montgomery County. That's the low income housing authority for Montgomery County. I um, was uh, there for 16 years looking for a new challenge. Um, At 16 years, I was at that point where I just was ready to do something new. I was already doing this social media and website design and, and mobile apps on the side. And Three years ago, I decided to to take that on as a full-time gig. And I've been doing it for three years now.
0: That is, uh, Scott, thank you very much for that very detailed response about your professional experience. Um, Some things I didn't know there. I hope that's interesting for those listening at home or wherever they are. Uh, So tell me, uh, you sound like a really busy guy. What compelled you to write a blog and get into uh, social media and, and it's impact, uh, in our politics and in our community?
1: Well, so the blog started back in January of 2014, so it's almost five and a half years old now. Um, I I honestly started it for me to track, to document the things that I was already tracking. Um, I was watching political things that were happening in politics. Um, I I talk about the social media consulting I do through my business. Um, And, you know, I've always liked that aspect and honestly, in 2014, there weren't a lot of people doing these side-by-side comparisons. Uh, you talked about the scorecards earlier. That's what I first became known for. I would do this monthly tracking um, of candidates and races, and have kind of a one-stop shop. You can come to this one page and get all the candidates' Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever they had from a social media perspective. But I took it a step further than just giving the links. Is I would look at how many followers they had. How much that grew month over month, how much engagement, likes, shares, um, those type of things um, that they were having across these social media platforms, and try to tie that to, you know, just an, another data point uh, to watch it during an election. I mean, you we've got folks watching polling, you've got folks watching financial data. This was just another data point to watch, and people really seemed to to like these uh, scorecards that I did, and that's really kind of. You know, again, that's what the blog got known for. Uh, people started reading it and, and I kind of took it and grew it from there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's talk about that, because I because I have noticed, especially in, a, I would say, the last 12, 18 months, uh, your, your presence has definitely increased. So uh, what what motivates you to, to keep writing? You've been at it for a while now and you've you've built a little bit of a, of a good following. What's your what propels you to keep doing this?
1: First and foremost, it's stuff I like to follow. Um, honestly, if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. Uh, but next, you know, it gives me an opportunity to let the community know what's happening. Um, number one, give me an opportunity to comment on those happenings, whether I like it or don't. Or in my own personal feelings, that's the blogger in me that, that says, here's what's going on. Here's the facts. And here's my opinion about these facts, good, bad, or otherwise. Uh, I always laugh, you know, depending on what week it is, I've completely alienated Republicans against me or Democrats against me, you know, depending on the, the topic and what my opinion is on that topic. Uh, but um, I mean, my motivation is is just to be a, a resource for the community. Uh, we don't have a, a big local reporting um, presence in Howard County. So, and not that I'm trying to be a reporter in any way, I'm just trying to be a culmination of information for my
0: readers. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a very adept point, because, I mean, ever since the Howard County Times was taken over by the Sun, and, I mean, more than just taken over by the Sun, but absorbed by the Sun, I mean, the Annapolis Capital is owned by the Sun, too, but yet the Capital remains a very independent paper, whereas... The Times is the glorified Howard County section. Um, you know, certainly, I know firsthand that, that in the past ten to fifteen years, non-traditional journalism or you know, people with you know who want to who want to kind of uh, hold uh, the community self-accountable, um, you know, have really have really grown here. So I, I think that's a wonderful service to provide. And I find it also interesting, and that kind of goes to my next question about your your desire to uh, write about things that you care about, because I have to say, I myself was surprised in a good way uh, to see your activism on the, uh, the so-called bag tax in Howard County, i.e. the uh, the plastic bag ban people or plastic ban uh, plastic bag fee i should say you know 5 or 10 cents a bag at your local uh, favorite retailer in Howard County so i mean tell me tell me more about what what motivated you to to get involved in that and and how do you feel that your your involvement had made an impact as that bill was discussed in this year's general assembly
1: okay, well I mean this this was a bill that when it started becoming discussed back in December, it caught my attention and and I was like, wow, well let me find out a little bit more about this. Looked into the jurisdictions you know around us, um Montgomery County that has a similar, not saying but similar, DC that has a similar, not saying but similar, and looked at their data points and, and took it upon myself to to express my opinion about this. Uh this coming to Howard County based on the data that I've pulled from other local areas. I've advocated for other things in the past. Um, you know, there was, you know, way back, there was the whole, uh, how quickly you had to clean up your snow, snow removal after a huge snow thing. And that, that was one I jumped on my blog hard on and Hey, they, they changed that law.
0: So wait a minute. So where were you on that? Cause it it's, it's it was, at least in Columbia, it's 48 hours.
1: Right, unless the snow is so large, they changed the law. Now, if if the if the snow is so large that the county executive calls it a emergency, whatever, mm-hmm. you have actually more time than you used to. I remember it was after one of those. It was three, four years ago when we had okay. 20 inch events and then we had the
0: snow snowmageddon
1: and Howard County government social media came out with you have 24 hours to shovel your snow. Well, there were people still stuck at work who hadn't even made it home yet. And right. people lost their minds on this Facebook post. And that's when I jumped on it with the blog and, you know, wrote the articles that I wrote. I actually even went and testified before the county council. Uh, for them to change that, so that, well, very cool. Yeah, so but, I've been an so I've activated for a, uh, I've been an activist on other issues uh, so other than just the bag
0: tax. The back to the bag tax. But back so. to the bag tax.
1: So yeah, this is a, a potentially, uh, if Governor Hogan signs it, um, you know, it would allow the Howard County Council to bring forward a bill that could charge us up to five cents per bag, and um, I'm adamantly against this bill uh, because. it, And to me, the data says it doesn't do what it's supposed to do, which is, quote, unquote, change the behavior of shoppers and get them into the mode of bringing reusable bags. The data says it doesn't do that. Uh, It sure as heck doesn't do it drastically. But what what it does do is generate a lot of money for the local government. And look, if, if that's the way it was being pitched, I, I would probably have a different tact mm-hmm. on this. But that's not the way it's been pitched. It's being pitched as a way to change the behavior of shoppers. Mm-hmm. Now, the Montgomery County data shows it doesn't do that. The D.C. data proves it doesn't do that. Uh, but that's the way it's being pitched. So it's a punitive tax to punish us until we learn to bring our reusable bags. Mm-hmm. But it's such a low uh, amount of money. What happens is people still won't. They'll pay the 50 cents for their 10 bags and just suck it up as this is what it just costs to live in Howard County. And I'm, I'm just against it. Now, let me tell you what I am for. I am for what Westminster just did, which is a plastic bag, bag ban. You know what? We want to get rid of, with certain exceptions, we want to get rid of plastic bags in this county. If we're really serious about it, the county council should ban it and, and then have the stores offer us another option. Or offer us no watching, and we just have to bring our bags like you do at Costco or BJ's or any of those other places. Mm-hmm. But a ban gets rid of the bags. A tax generates revenue for the county. Those are two very different things.
0: You, you know, um, you know when, when you speak of this, I cannot go away from the example of the speed cameras, so, when we were told by the Almond administration that we were going to have our speed cameras, uh, they were only going to be in school zones. They were only going to be post. They were always going to be posted. And they were only going to be there from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on school days. And, you know, as with many other things, and yeah, I'm, I'm picking on the speed cameras, but. We could use this same thing with the lottery or the slots or the casinos or any revenue-generating source. And the public are suckers because we always buy it. Oh, we're just going to do it for X. And then X becomes Y and Y becomes Z. And then suddenly you have mayhem. You know, suddenly now you have mobile speed cameras and you have knuckleheads like the dude in Woodstock who shot at a mobile speed camera until there was a cop inside of it and the mobile speed camera tracked him down. I, I think that may have been Mirabalek. <laughs> but, um, but, uh you know that that uh, you know that sort of thing always happens, and I don't know why we keep I don't know why we keep buying that. And that's not a that's not a statement by me on either side of the bag tax thing. But when we hear that, oh, it's only for this, I, I don't get why people keep buying that.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean my thing has always been just the whole changing people's behavior and, and that being the pitch for this whole thing. Um, you know, if if I looked at the data in Montgomery County and in 2013, when they started this, they had 60 million bags that they taxed. And, to, you know, and so if, if 2014, if somebody tells you 60 million in 2013, 2014, it drops to 55 million. OK, well, maybe it's working. That's not what happened in Montgomery County. The number of bags leaving stores has gone up and up and up. And this last year was 64 million. The numbers don't go down. It doesn't go down. It hasn't gone down in D.C. and it hasn't gone down in Montgomery County. Um, So this is changing the behavior. Now, what it has done is generated a ton of revenue for both D.C. and Montgomery County. And look, once revenue starts coming in, neither one of those jurisdictions will ever pass a ban because it will take money out of the out of the coffers of the government. So once this becomes law, it will never not be law again.
0: Well, and I and I, and I guess and and you know I know we have some other ground to cover, but I guess this is also I mean this may be like my uh, point on this too, is that we just noticed that um, you know a lot of people save their plastic bags so that they can put their recyclables in them and then throw them in the in the blue bins. Right. But starting the middle of next month in Howard County, they don't want any plastic bags in their blue bins anymore. So I guess my question there is: Wouldn't that speak more in advantage of having a ban as opposed to having a tax on plastic bags?
1: So a whole lot of people celebrating not using plastic bags and recycling at all. Period. And you know they call it plastic bag free recycling. Recycling. You know if we're going to ban it there, if we're going to talk about plastic bags. Uh, leaving stores, it should be a ban. It shouldn't be a tax. And, and look, I've, I have lots of stuff, lots of articles. I've written many, many, many articles with data that um, you can look at the number of bags, the amount of money, all of those things, blog.com. Go there, check it out.
0: You're, you're right. I am self-promoting. And uh, <laughs> you are more than welcome to do that. That is definitely acceptable. Um, so we talked about um, the, the snow removal. We talked about the bag tax. I mean, what, what other ways do you feel that you, you know, your online presence has been growing and, and evolving? And, and what do you think the future holds uh, in the Scotty blog world?
1: Well, you mentioned that you know, my presence has grown over the last 12 to 18 months, and it has. I write a lot more often than I used to. Honestly, the last 12 or 18 months, we've lost some of the bloggers, active bloggers that we used to have in the, this area. Um, you don't blog <laughs> the way you used to. Jason, That's doesn't, true. Jason doesn't blog the way he used to. Tom, you know, has his podcast now, so he's not, a, you know, an active blogger anymore. Um, so, the, you know, there is kind of a hole there a little bit. Um, I also am just following a lot more things than I used to. There's local stories that I know won't be covered by the Howard County Times. You know, I did a thing about King's Contrivance. Uh, the liquor store losing their license, um, and they back, actually got it back yesterday, and they're open again today. Uh, but that was a hugely popular thing because no one else would write that. Um, but you know, folks in the Kingston Drive area were very interested in why they lost their license. So I got the actual inf- real information from you know, the board, told me what happened, and and kind of quashed some some rumors with that. Um, so yeah, you know, there'll there'll be more of that more hyper-local type stuff. Obviously, we've got the Board of, uh, Board of Education election next year. I expect that to heat up, you know, candidates starting to jump in this fall. We've already got one candidate that is announced, uh, Larry Pretlow, is running in District 2 for Board of Education. Um, and, you know, we've got five Board of Education members that are going to be up for re-election, so I expect to hear something from them this fall or winter. And following that closely as I've done elections, you know, the last three election cycles.
0: Yeah, well, we have. I mean, what's what's ironic there is that we have three board of ed candidates who will be running against each other in one district, District Four, and then two board of ed candidates who will be running in another district, District One. And there you go. So yeah. we're guaranteed to lose at least three board members. Correct.
1: We'll have at least three new board members. District Two. District 5 and District 3 um, are not currently represented on the board running this election cycle. Um, and so we will definitely have three new members to the board. We will lose three existing board members. Um, and we'll see what happens in those other two districts of who runs, who doesn't um and it will be very interesting to see if all five of them do run how those elections shake out cuz it could be fun to watch
0: so so yeah it definitely will be and 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 uh that's to say nothing of redistricting and all the other fun and games coming down the pike so well, what else what what else is there about about Scott E blog Scott E software just plain old Scott E that that you want us to know. I mean, we, we your your love of all things Tennessee and volunteers and Titans is is legendary. Are you a Grizzlies fan? Does this extend over to basketball? You got the number two pick. I'm a Grizzlies fan. Okay, a Predators okay. fan. A um, Predators
1: fan. <laughs> Anything Tennessee related? I, for those that don't know, I'm originally from Tennessee. I was born and raised, you know, in Tennessee. So, by law, I have to like uh, the Volunteers, Titans, and Grizzlies, Preds. Yeah, I, just by law, I have to, or otherwise I can't go home. I just hope y'all understand that. I can't go home if I'm not cheering for these teams out here in Maryland. Uh, but I love my Maryland teams, too. I root for the Terps. I root for the Ravens. You know, the Ravens have had a lot of Titan players on their <laughs> That
0: anyway. is true. That is true. And I can only think of, well, there are two notable Titans that came back the other way. Derek Mason and Steve McNair.
1: And, and
0: some the Oh, that's true. Yes. That's three. And Jamal Lewis was from university. university. Jamal was from so university. So university of.
1: Strong tie the Ravens.
0: I'm good with the Ravens. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Um, well, um, I hope you've enjoyed this Scott. Thank much. you. Thank you for coming on, on the show tonight. And, uh, uh, my next interview will be uh, on June 4th and only a few weeks from now. And I'll be interviewing uh, one of those school board members that we talked about, uh, Kirsten Coons, who, um, you know, will be up for reelection in 2020, now representing Howard County District 4. So uh, we look forward to that. And then on the 11th, uh, Richard Gibson, the uh, Howard County State's Attorney. Uh, will be joining us uh, for an interview. So, uh, again, I'd like to thank Scott, and I'd certainly like to thank all of you out there in listener land. And uh, you have been listening to Forward Maryland. Have a great rest of your day. Take care.